Have you ever wanted to feel so connected to your intuition that you'd never ever felt you had to second guess it ever again? Well, that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. This is one of the next steps in the Deep Level Self-Care series, but I have a surprise for you today. I have a guest coming on. Her name is Christine Clifton, and I think you're going to love her. She's been on the podcast before, and I think she has a lot of really great insights when it comes to intuition. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, Christine, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you decided to come on with me today. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah. So as you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand. I wanted you to come on and talk about intuition today. So I thought I would start by sharing a little bit of my story and then we could just kind of like talk back and forth about it. Um, So my story begins probably five to 10 years ago, after being in a very like abusive relationship during that time, I kind of lost the connection with myself. And I think the reason why that happens, and I think this happens to a lot of people is because you begin to not trust yourself anymore. You're in this place where, you know, it's bad for you and you just start to not question every decision that you ever made. And you, you're in this state of like fight or flight and you just lose that connection. You lose that trust with yourself. And when you spend a lot of time there, which was like a long time for me, uh, coming out of that relationship, I really didn't have that connection with myself. So in order to like start to reconnect, it was like super baby steps. And so I would say like the first step for me, and I would say um, I'm still working on this. Like this is kind of, pretty new for me. It started a while ago, but I'd still say it's new for me. But the first step was really about tuning into my body and start starting to like pay attention to the way I feel uncertain at certain times and in certain situations and what those those feelings mean as I tune into it and pay attention. And and then once I got a hold on that and started to learn about the way my body felt in certain situations, then I started to use it as guidance. So before I even started to use it as like a tool or whatever you would want to call it for guidance, it was more about learning to reconnect with myself first. And so um, even though I was slightly impatient at the time, I really just wanted to be like, like, I just wanted to be myself again, it still took a lot of time. And now I feel like I have a pretty strong connection with my intuition. So um, what is your, some of your experience with intuition? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, if I can interject a a funny here, like a little, you know, slightly impatient, I know you, (laughs) like you, you, that's, that's something we share is our, um, um, you know, patience not being one of our virtues. So yeah, we like yes. things to happen in our timing, dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I can't say that I had, you know, consciously or a conscious relationship with my intuition in my younger years. Um, I was in corporate until I was in my early 40s before I left to start my first business. And I was pretty, I don't know, fit the box you know, mm-hmm. corporate woman, making good money, right? Not necessarily rising on the ladder, so to speak, but in a way that was really a fit for me. And it just got to a point where it wasn't a fit for me anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was time to leave. And and that was really kind of the start of my, I'll call it spiritual awakening, even though it wasn't like, uh, you know, angels singing and light shining behind my head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I became really fascinated with lots of different books and texts. And I was taking some classes from people in the area to kind of see what they would have to say. And I took a pendulum class once. And I didn't, I'd heard people talk about pendulums, but I didn't really know, you know, kind of what it was. But after the pendulum class, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, here's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, it was something more tangible for me. And I, I lovingly call myself like the how-to to the woo-woo because mm-hmm. I'm Virgo. So I, I need these tangible, like, really earthy, grounded things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also spiritual, which is more ethereal. So, um, so really understanding how to use the pendulum was kind of my first go in into intuition now what I know today looking back I can see pivotal times in my life where my intuition played a part the the one that's top of mind right now is because of my reunion with my birth son Mm -hmm. the um, decision to place for adoption was just a knowing I -hmm. had like it was being so much younger, I couldn't explain it to other people. And other people were trying to convince me to do a, make a different decision. And I just knew it was the right decision. And so it was a little bit of a two-edged sword where it was such this knowing and I was standing pretty strong in it. Now, I probably got a little stubborn about it as well, just because of the circumstances, you know, it's a stressful situation and whatever else. Um so, and I lost friends over what was happening with me and my decision. And so it was traumatic as well, just in my case. And so I think in one, it was the experience where I can look back and say, whoa, that was really my biggest memory of my intuition, but it was also very traumatic. And I think I shut it down Yeah. as yeah. well because it caused so much trauma, not, and I don't mean the pregnancy and placement that I was solid about the trauma was losing friends having to really protect my decision from other people and uh, that was where things were the more traumatic Uh, so that I would say is kind of my first recognition you know looking back of my intuition yeah yeah I think that that's a really good way to describe intuition for um, you know, I meet people every once in a while who just feel like that's you, you like you're special if you have intuition, like you have some kind of a secret power or something, but everybody has access to their intuition. And I think that's the perfect way to describe it is that that knowing and that and you can like feel it in your body. And um now I could see different times 
in my life where maybe something's going on, maybe something very disruptive or something that would be uh, considered very scary, where I just feel like fine about it. And I'm just like, it's like a knowing that things are just going to be completely okay. And I don't know why. And now the difference between now and before is now I just trust it. Like when I feel that way, I'm like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. I just know it. Like, and I, and I just have complete confidence in it when before I would constantly question it. And so I think when our intuition shows up, so to speak, if you want to call it that, um, it is a, a feeling like that. It's very subtle. It's like a knowing. And uh, people ask sometimes, like, how can you tell the difference between your intuition and what's in your head, like your ego, like going? And I think the best way for me personally is the intuition is like this very quiet, like knowing it doesn't say much it's just like very short and sweet and like the ego is more like well if you do this then this might happen and then if you do this then that might happen and you know so you shouldn't do that because that's not that's not a good thing and like and that's like when you have that back and forth and that talk and that like when you start going into the future and then like you know um babble i call it that's the ego speaking so i think now knowing the difference it becomes extremely clear um, another thing I wanted to mention about the pendulum is I find it very interesting because I've taken a few intuition courses and, but I've also taken energy healing courses. And a lot of times in energy healing courses, they show you how to test your body, um, for certain things, like whether it's a food that you're eating or a decision or something like that. And they use pendulums to do the same thing. And I find it very interesting that, this is used in energy medicine, but also in like you learned how to use it to kind of talk. I don't know if that's the right word to your intuition, right? So I think that's kind of cool. And it's kind of a interesting connection that I never really made until just now. Like ah, I thought, yeah, I think it's pretty I, cool. I think it's an outlet for the intuition. It's a way for the intuition to manifest in something more tangible. So yeah. Um, so I do think that intuition speaks to all of us differently. We're, we're different personalities and different things, you know, mean uh, different things to us, to different people. Like sometimes I will be, I don't know, not even concentrating on something or just doing something. And this has happened uh, the other night when I was texting my birth son, Nick, and this thing kept popping up on my phone. I'm like, what the heck is this thing? And it was uh, iTunes had popped up a song and it was a Boston song called Don't Look Back. And I'm like, uh -huh. and it was just incessant. It was incessantly popping up and I didn't press iTunes. I didn't do anything on my phone with iTunes. And so I finally said, well, let me look up the lyrics to this song. Yeah. And it was like, whoa and so I texted him <laughs> I texted Nick and I'm like I don't know if this message is for you or for me and after he got over the shock that I actually listened to Boston <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes you know I think that message is for you and he said something about uh, the fact that he's a musician as well but he is a, a fully instrumental only musician uh -huh. and so he says um it takes a lot for any lyrics to impress me uh -huh. and i was like that makes so much sense i'm a word nerd as i lovingly call myself 
I look up, uh, actually, I was looking up intuition on my etymology app on my phone uh, <laughs> to see if there was anything there we could toss in the conversation. So yeah, of course, you know, spirit is going to talk to me in words somehow. And I do love music and I do love Boston. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and that's not unusual. That has happened before in the past where something like that, you know, has come up. So so the pendulum, I think, can be a good training wheels for certain people, especially if you're one of those that needs that more mm-hmm. earthy thing. But not everybody does. And no. when we talk about the ego, you know, the other people, the other thing that people, I think, get wrong about ego is there is that they talk about like getting rid of ego or something like that. And I'm like, you can never get rid of ego. Yeah, ego yeah. is part of our our bodily system to make sure that we're safe and fed and it's just a matter of deciding who's driving Mm -hmm. right so when you talk about the back and forth with ego I don't that doesn't I don't think that happens with me a lot the back and forth but I, I also like to say well even if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs Uh, which is a triangle for those of you listening. And at the bottom, it's basic needs like food, water, shelter. At the very top, the tiny little triangle is like self-actualization, right? So Mm -hmm. you can't reach self-actualization until all of your needs are met. So when the ego does kind of flare, it's ugly head and it doesn't like change. So if your intuition is prompting you to make some change, ego is like, we're being fed right now. We're being housed right now. Like we're good. (laughs) Like, no, like, and yeah. so I try to love on that part because I call it my little Christine. It's the little Christine who's afraid of change and that it's going to uh, mess things up, so to speak. So I have a little practice that I use with my, you know, little Christine as well so that I can acknowledge it instead of just trying to bypass it. Um, and that also clears the way then for me to listen and communicate with my intuition. Yeah, yeah. I think of the ego as like a helicopter parent, like they're just like super overprotective and you're like, oh, thanks. I'm okay, though. You know? (laughs) Yeah, it's a great way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, thanks. Okay, I'm gonna do this anyway. So, (laughs) so I I love uh, thinking of it that way. But I think it's, um, it's a good, um, it's definitely a good test for people that are trying to figure out. I think I hear that question so often. How do you know it's your intuition talking and not, you know, just your ego? And I think it's a good way to look at um, intuition as always being quiet and not rushed and solid, like the very confident parent, like maybe the grandparent or something like that, you know, that has all the knowledge and the knowing, you know? Yeah. And so I like thinking I've, of I've it that way. I've learned that, um, high emotion. I mean, this, this came over the years, but I used to think, Oh, I'm so excited about this. And like, that's the thing. And then it, wasn't the thing (laughs) (laughs) but I could look back and say there was like a component of that that was the thing or the little nugget that I was supposed to get and so over the years when I you know uh, I don't want to say got burned you know by diving in the deep end immediately I just got wiser that Uh all right is diving in the deep end immediately truly serving me and, and can I self-regulate, which is really what we're talking about to say, okay, I'm feeling all this excitement. Let me ask a couple more questions. Let mm-hmm. me take a couple more, you know, diaphragmatic breaths 
so that I can calm. And that's to me where I've learned that the right decision for me is peace, is peace and ease and calm because the, for me, it's, it's also energetic lightness. I call, I talk about lightness and heaviness energetically. I'm a Reiki master as well. So I'm a bit connected to energy just naturally myself. So the, um, when I was doing Reiki, I would use the pendulum to test chakra energy on people. So I would dangle it in front of the chakras and kind of see where their energy was blocked, you know, before they would lay on the table. And it would just kind of guide me. And the chakras also represent different things, each of the uh-huh. seven chakras. So, so it also gives a little more insight as to what the person, you know, might be facing. So, so the, to me, it's an energetic and, to me, the communication is, I call it source or spirit. Some people might say, God, I happen to believe the universe and spirit are separate. There's some overlap. So for me, intuition is definitely that spiritual side of me, not the metaphysical side of me. And it also is connected. Again, this is my belief is it's connected to your, your, what I call your soul's calling or your purpose or your why, like that's in the mix of that side of things as well with your intuition, because how can your, how can your intuition truly guide you unless it's connected to what you're supposed to do here on the planet, you know, Uh and I don't mean work, work for the listeners, you know, for me, your calling doesn't have to be your work. It's, it's an awareness of what you're here to do on the planet. And that can happen through your work, but it doesn't have to, it can happen otherwise as well. So, so the energetics, back to the energetics, I feel like the heavy energetic for me is one of my signals that it's a no. And Mm -hmm. and I like to say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no for now. Yeah. So, so if I, so if, you know, if I don't have that lightness of being, even if I'm not sure if it's a no, or maybe I'm going to still set it to the side for now. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that. Um, yeah. I, I love that. If it's not, I always say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, <laughs> because, you know, you have to be very, very intentional about your time. And I think, and I think the more you're connected to your intuition, you do get more intentional about your time. And that goes into what you were saying about, you know, your direction, your purpose and your values and stuff like that. So I, I feel like, the more you're tuned into that, the more you're tuned in to your intuition. I could also go completely in the other direction of like science. And when you look at the nervous system and how intricate it is and how um, how our body is almost tuned into what's going to happen next before we are. And I feel like that is also a big part of it. And if you're in a state of like fight or flight, or if you're in a state of just like, well, I guess a constant stress is the same thing as almost being in a state of fight or flight. But if you're, you're definitely going to be closed off. And so another part of really, for me, connecting to that intuition and getting comfortable with that again, and really connecting with my body was slowing down and for a moment, like taking a few deep breaths and spending time with myself. Like, even if it's just five minutes a day, taking a few deep breaths and just like tuning into yourself and being like, what do I need right now? What does my body feel like right now? And then like giving yourself those things that you need. And so, um, but if you're in a constant state of stress, I would say it's going to be 
really hard to tune in scientifically <laughs> to your nervous system and what's going on beyond like what you think is going on. You know, the, all those little clues that we get from the environment we in when we like walk into a room and you can almost feel the vibration of the other people in the room. It could be like a good feeling or it could be a bad feeling, but if you're not really present and you're in fight or flight, you're not going to feel those feelings. It's not going to be as obvious to you. Yeah, I, I can see that. And it's, again, I go back to the energetic. So in my mind's eye, what pops up with stress or uh, it's, it's, it's kind of discombobulation, you know, I know that's not a scientific term, but your energy is discombobulated. It's kind of like bouncing all over the place when, Mm -hmm. um, and it's, out of control in a way like you're not controlling it and I I don't believe we have to control you know things in life in general but we're talking about this topic in particular and if you have a desire to use your intuition consciously as a tool I mean chances are those of you listening your intuition has been at play and one of the things I say I have a lot of things (laughs) Um, but one of the things I say is that you know, we're, we move through life and we, and we are mildly successful, right? Because we are moving through life in a way we're following prompts probably, um, but we're unconscious about it. And so we can be mildly successful that way because we are just, you know, tuned in, but not conscious that we are, you know, tuned in. So let's, let's take it into a conscious realm that, Hey, if I can harness this as a tool, and consciously use it, then I can prompt when I need to, I can be the one that generates the information I need, instead of only being reactive to it, where Mm -hmm. I believe when you're unconscious, you're, you're typically only reactive to it. And I definitely agree with what you say about the body. The, The way I like to look at the body is the body does not have free will right? Our brain controls our, our body. And so, you know, it, it has some autonomous things. It does breathing, heart beating, digestion, things like that, um, that, that are needed to operate, but it doesn't reach for a glass, you know, on its own, (laughs) can you imagine, right? Walking through what life like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I have this exercise. I have this free guidebook called your spirit at work. And in the guidebook, there's an exercise called uh, e-visioning. And it's my way, it was my early version of your soul's calling or becoming aware of, um, you know, for some other people, vision boards work or that type of thing. But this exercise will guide you through really leaning into the energetics of what you want out of life, your calling, your your values, your uh, what I call idealized design beyond just work. And it moves it into a kinesthetic awareness. So for example, if I'm moving myself through this exercise and I start feeling the lightness in my uh, sternum, mm-hmm. I'm just picking something. So the sternum in terms of chakras is your your right to act. Mm-hmm. It is your will chakra, some people call it. And so it's a, it's a signal. It's like, okay, I get to pay attention to that more now that my body, my, my body is kinesthetically wired that when I move through like my preferred future and all of these things, it's talking to me there. Uh Then I'm, 
have a chance to say, I'm going to pay a little more attention to when I feel a feeling like kinesthetically in my body there. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's the heart chakra, it's your right to love. So it's, again, it's other little clues, but, but I'm talking about the kinesthetic, you know, representation or I should say presentation of your intuition. Mm -hmm. This is another way to read a signal. So even we've got the knowing thing that we've talked about, and this is a kinesthetic because the body doesn't have free will. So it's a beautiful divining rod. Like if I'm at a grocery store, I mean, people probably think I'm crazy, but I will hold a box of food up to my, I do left to left. So my heart's on my left. I use it with my left hand. I put the food up to my shoulder. I do a quick clearing because that's also important, by the way, listeners, to clear your energy before you ask. Um, and then I say, is this food right for me? And my body will shift forward for a yes and back for a no. Now, I've had clients who shift to the left for a no and the right for a yes. Yeah, so you have to test it's it. Like, and the same is with the pendulum. Like you'll, if you mm-hmm. pull pendulum videos up on YouTube, they'll kind of say, well, if it rotates clockwise, that's a yes. If it rotates counter, it's a no. But that's not always the case. Like yeah. some people have a swing left to right for a particular yeah. signal. So so the way to figure those things out is make sure you've got an energy clearing practice so the vessel is clear and then you're communicating. You're, it's, mm-hmm. it's literally like a conversation, like what's my sign? What's my signal? Is the pendulum you know, clockwise for, mm-hmm. for yes or side to side for yes? So again, the body is a beautiful divining rod in and of its own right. Um, yeah. So good thing I don't use pendulums in the grocery store, right? Yeah. <laughs> you dangle it over the box and oh, people so everybody will just stay away from you. There's or a witch in the, in the gluten-free <laughs> aisle. <laughs> that was part of the energy course too, that I took, but, and, and, uh, uh, it was an online course, but it was, uh, recorded live with like an audience and people. And she did a lot of these energy exercises on people. So it was really interesting. It was a course by Donna Eden who wrote, uh, what is that? Oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really cool course. Um, but anyway, yeah, she does. She did a lot of energy testing with like food and even like wearing certain stones and clothing and just very, very interesting. Um, but I would also like to add, like, um, just like you said, everybody's different. Uh, different feelings in your body can mean different things to different people. And so like, I know that when I'm feeling something like trying to make a decision and something comes through, it's like, just, it feels solid. It's in my gut. It's like a, it's a feeling in my gut. And I also know, um, like when I get the difference between being nervous and where, uh, where it's like an excited nervous, or if it's a nervous, like this, you're in danger nervous, you know, and the different feeling I get like in my, you know, my stomach area, you know, or, and it's just a completely different feeling. And when I'm in danger or it feels stressed and not exciting, I get like tightness, like in my back, like my upper back. So it's like, paying attention to the way your body feels in certain situations and learning what those signals mean in your body is really important. You can't really go by what works for somebody else. Just like you said, with the pendulum and also 
Um, I heard somebody else describe it that way. Amanda Francis uh, talks about the pendulum in one, one of her courses. And she said the same thing. She's like, sometimes it just does the opposite. And it doesn't necessarily always mean yes or no. It's what you're feeling in your body at the same time too. Like she's like, it's not, there's not an exacting, exact way to use it. Like, so, you know what I mean? Exactly what you were saying. And so I think that we have to learn to pay attention to our bodies. And then once you really feel connected, I think then using it as a tool is, I mean, it's amazing, right? Um, learning to ask yourself questions, learning what works for you, like the body testing, the yes and the no, whether it's like leaning forward or back, or like you said, side to side, or sometimes it could just be a feeling love of um, expansion. I feel expanded or I feel constricted. Like it could just be just a feeling. And I think um, people have to test it out. They have to do a little bit. It takes a little bit of work to be able to like really connect and be able to use this tool in your life. Although I think some people, it just comes supernatural to them. Maybe they were encouraged or maybe it was some, how they grew up. You know, it wasn't something that was ever suppressed. Um, another teacher coach that I talk about quite often is Sonia Choquette. And she has an intuition course. She's written many, many books about it. But the way she grew up was very interesting. I believe her mom was, I, can't, I think she was deaf. And she uh, raised all of her kids uh, being very, very spiritual and very intuitive. If you ever get a chance, you should read just like any of her books. Like they're all good. Like I, I haven't read all of them. She's written a lot of books, but I've read a lot of them. And she always talks about her family, but she was she was raised that way to pay attention to the signs and the intuition. So it was, it was, I don't think it was ever something she ever had to like reconnect with or learn how to use. It was just something that came natural. Cause I think we're born naturally like that. That's one of our, just like we have, a we have our sight, we have our, our taste, our smell. The intuition is uh, to me is a part of that also. Yeah. I mean, all of us have it. And, and if some of this is feeling little more complicated maybe for the listeners I like to say that you can just start with things that don't matter a lot like if you're thinking about moving don't start with that as your first (laughs) you know practice on you know reading your intuition it might be you know which route should I take home from work today or um, what time today should I call X, Y, or Z? And you can run through the, the clock, like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. I just sense your body. You know, my body takes an involuntary deep breath for yeses as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I land, and that is a signal that your parasympathetic nervous system is kicking in. That's your rest and digest, which yeah. is, which can't be quote unquote turned on at the same time as your sympathetic, which is the fight or flight. So, um, so, so that for me that, and it happens actually for a lot of my clients as well, because I think that's just a mechanical thing that happens with the body is that when it calms down, it takes a deep breath. I just wanted to pause for a second while we're having this really, really interesting conversation about intuition and remind you that registration is open for the boot camp this week and we have a brand new coupon that is going to be good until 
this Saturday. I believe it's the 16th, and that will be in the show notes. Intuition is one of the modules inside of the boot camps, 11 different deep level self care practices that I share with you. So if you're interested, go to the link in the show notes to learn more about it and also be sure to grab that coupon code. I'm giving out incredible discounts, and when you register this week, you get a surprise bonus. Let's get back into this interview. When I first was stepping into my spiritual looking, I would things would be happening to my ears. I actually was going to go to a doctor. Like some, sometimes I would have something like all of a sudden, first I could hear like everything going on in the diner, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I could hear the conversation behind me only. Yeah. Like my, my ear, one ear would tune in. Yeah. And then other times I would feel like I hear everything clearly. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was underwater, like, I'm like wah, 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 yeah. you know, like that's kind of the things that I was hearing. And at first I was just like sticking my finger in my ear and wiggling like, what's going on with me? I thought something was wrong. And then I realized that it was my intuition talking to me. And I still occasionally get things with my ears. I'll, with my clients, will say my ears going and they know what that means, right? Like my ears going, you know. Yeah. Um, I also get flutters in my ears and that that's more rare, but I've learned that that's the angels saying that they're with me yeah. and like, you know, assuring me or reassuring me. So mm-hmm. again, like it, it can be a myriad of things and, and honor your, your unique self. And, and that the, I think spirit looks for opportunities to speak to us in our language. So yeah. In my case, you know, those were some of the other ways they, that that came along. Yeah, I think uh, what you said about the deep breath thing is, it's that's something that happens all the time, all the time. There's other things that happen too. As as a matter of fact, there's uh, um, a coach that I follow on TikTok, and when she's like in like in the zone or whatever you want to call it, she burps. <laughs> She burps all the time. So funny. And she's like, oh, I feel a burp coming on. I must be like, it's, you know, it's just like a release of like energy or whatever. So I think that's hilarious. But I think that's a really good point because it shows everyone that um, you have to be tuned in to notice stuff like that, you know, and if you're not really paying attention to yourself and tuned in, I mean, it shouldn't be like a stressful tuned in, like watching everything and watching how you're breathing and it should be like this, just um, this loving connection with yourself that feels good, you know? And like when you're doing something, if you notice that, that, that deep breath in and that like, then you're like, oh, okay. That's, you know, that's a good thing, you know? And so go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's okay. There, the other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a body of work that talks about highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. and HSP, if anybody wants to kind of look it up and I, I, you'll hear the term empath or empathic, or Mm -hmm. you'll hear someone else, you know, say, I don't know, whatever. There's some other term that I can't think of in the moment. And so those are similar, but different. Like I think HSPs and people who are highly sensitive I happen to be one of those. I pick up on a lot of stuff and it's like danger, Will Robinson, because it's not always the best thing because I will easily allow energy hitchhikers or energy vampires or other people's stuff to come over into my energy field, which is why when I mentioned earlier for people to create a clearing practice for themselves first, because 
you've got to be sure you're not carrying other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, The same goes, believe it or not, for pain. Sometimes if you're feeling pain and you're like, why does my hip hurt? You know, um, it might be someone you just, you know, talked with or was Mm -hmm. with or something. You just don't realize it because people who are highly sensitive or empathic, we're just naturally open. Like we're naturally wide open. And we, there's something to be said for that's my natural self and I don't want to be closed off. And like, that's true. My Reiki teacher taught me to look at my energy as kind of um, a suit of armor, but with holes in it, like big disc sized holes in it that I could adjust the opening of mm-hmm. all the holes. So if I was walking into a, I don't know, I'm going to pick something like a concert, yeah. I might close those dang holes all the way down so yeah. I can just, you know, deflect energy. If I'm in a client session, I might open them up, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So I love that visual as well, that he, yeah. if you can just regulate the degree to which you're willing to be open at any given point in time. And anyone listening who might say that, well, you're a people pleaser, a recovering people pleaser, or, um, you know, highly relational or that type of thing, those all kind of fall in. I find that they fall into similar categories. So people who are like that tend to be also very empathic and, and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. so, so a- those are, you know, it's not just one thing, like read your intuition. There's these, these other elements that can support the clarity of your intuition and energy clearing is one of them. My friend Jen Eurezio, um, she writes prayers and they're just beautiful things. And she wrote this clearing prayer that I just somehow ended up memorizing and I used a lot and I just say it and it's a, it's a beautiful clearing. If you want me to share it, I can share it with your listeners. There's also a practice called access consciousness that I follow and you can look yeah, at cool. them up on the interwebs as well. I, I don't sign on to everything that they're about, but I really love their um, the way that they ask what I call expansive questions. And part of that expansive questioning is also an opportunity to return to sender anything that happens not to be yours and, you know, with love. And so, so those, that practice is a one that I use for clearing as well, just personally, those are my two kind of go-to clearing. Yeah. I think what's really important for people, the listeners to, to understand too, is that there's no like right or way, uh, right or wrong way to do this, that it has to feel right for them. So if they're going to clear their energy, they could legit make something up. There's not some magical way to clear energy that feels good in their body. And then to some, put something, like you said, the suit of armor, where you close the holes, which is a good visual, have something that, you know, that makes them feel safe too. something that's going to protect their energy. Um, there's, I feel like there's like two different like types of like, say, highly sensitive people and empaths. And I'm not, I don't really want to label either one of them, but what I've noticed is there's people that are just like really tuned in all the time and very um, sensitive to energy. Um, and then there's people who are the same way, but the reason they're like that is because they suffered a lot of trauma and that's what kept them alive uh, was being, being tuned in, knowing what's going on in their in their, their, what surrounds them and being able to protect themselves. And so when you have someone that maybe suffered a lot of trauma as a, a kid or even as an adult, they're 
tuned into every intricate move, every facial expression, everything. And so they're very tuned in and sensitive to everything around them. Um, But not everybody who's tuned in is a trauma victim. (laughs) So I don't know how to differentiate that, but I've noticed those two different examples of people. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful observation. I mean, the, um, you know, and trauma is very subjective and I do my best to honor like one person's hangnail is another person's, you know, breakup. I don't know, but, and, but it's, it's all relative to the individual. So yeah, yeah, I, and that's again, why if we're going to be, you know, if anyone listening is feeling led to maybe add this on to their tool belt or learn a little bit more about it, it's really a way of honoring yourself to look at these things, to say, who am I? What's my personality? How would I want, like, I also teach my clients how to do energy protection. And I'll, I'll, there's a, there's a hazmat suit visualization that's in my book. (laughs) I Um, I wrote a book that has uh, called get ready, get set slow. That has a lot of this stuff I'm talking about in it. But, and, and I think it's funny. And I I mentioned it to somebody once and they were like, they like did a breath suck. And I'm like, why? But hazmat, like for them, hazmat wasn't a good thing. For me, hazmat, I think about the little characters on Monsters, Inc. Yeah. (laughs) That would, uh, you know, spray down a monster when they would come back with like a sock stuck to them, you know, from the kids (laughs) closet or whatever. So for me, it's humorous and comical and light. But again, Mm -hmm. for that person, the hazmat isn't. Other yeah. energy protection, I talk about the human hamster ball. Why? Because there's, I'm, I like to be a little bit funny, right? Yeah. So everyone knows what a hamster ball is. So if you're going to go out to a networking event and you find yourself being a, a highly sensitive person and resonate with some of what we're talking about, like get out of your car, step into your imaginary hamster ball, yeah. and, you know, protect a wider area of energy around you than just the hazmat suit or you know or something yeah and again like you said make up your own what works yeah. you it's because it's about intention and it's your personal communication with spirit or source that mm-hmm. matters and that's what we're talking about is what works for you so yeah. understand the concept of it like mm-hmm. okay before I really practice this intuition thing I need my energy should be clear like that's the concept then pick the how, like, or create the how that works for you. So, um, so yeah, that's, to me, that's the fun part. I had one, one client who said, I really like that dump truck backup noise. And then she went, <laughs> I hate that noise. <laughs> I mean, I just cracked up and I'm like, if that works for you, like that was her clearing, like she was backing away from whatever the energy. Yeah. I like know, that. Go that's... for it, sister. You know, yeah. that's perfect. I, I really do like the, the hamster ball, um, visual. I like that a lot. And, and as soon as you said that, I started thinking about, do you remember that movie, the boy in the bubble? Was yeah. That John, Tra- John, John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. We're aging ourselves. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. It's a privilege to be older. I yeah. Don't I don't know, but yeah. Yes. Wiser. Be like, uh, John Travolta, except he mm-hmm. didn't get to leave the house. So the hamster ball thing is so much better. It's a, it's a really good visual. Like I, as soon as you said that, I just pictured myself in New York city and a giant like hamster yes. ball just walking around. Like, all the energy going yes. through. I used to love to walk through New York city and especially at Christmas time yeah. and just teeming with bodies and people. And yes. so, yeah, oh my gosh. yeah. And yeah, then to have an lot. energy clearing practice 
I mean, sometimes I'll forget to protect my energy or I don't think I need to in a particular situation to make it super conscious, but then I'll feel off afterwards. So again, okay. So if access isn't your clearing or my friend's prayer isn't your clearing, well, what is your clearing? Like, like you said, the visual, like one person, um, one of my clients would take the visual of just like, if you ever heard of dry brushing, yeah, yes. health. Like she yeah. just starts top of her head and just mm-hmm. kind of dry brush her body, and that was her clearing. So yeah. perfect. That works too. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I yeah, I'm gonna, I think we're gonna end it there. This has been a really fun conversation. But um, if it's okay with you, we could share like links to your book and um, anything that you talked about during this conversation to help people um connect with their intuition I don't know if that's the right wording I, I that's what I always say I always say connect or reconnect with your intuition um and so I'll put those links in the show notes if that's okay with you that's great that's great and the one quick thing I'll say is we're always connected mm-hmm. it's just sometimes we we aren't aware and now you're learning and understanding that there's the opportunity to sometimes something happens, you know, that causes us like me shutting down my intuition Mm -hmm. um, at at that time in my life. So yeah, we're always connected. It's just a matter of how, how we're using it. And and it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like a conversation. So it isn't just you know, you put intuition up on a shelf and pull it down when you need it. Like yeah. it's there all the time and, and you converse and you interact with it. So it's a live being that is there to help guide you uh, and keep you on the path, so to speak, so that yeah. your, your, your calling and your purpose are coming out, that your values are being respected, that your ideal life is going to be actualized. So that's the communication again, in my world, in my belief system with spirit and source is the intuition, is intuition. And the etymology app said that it's rooted in the word tutor. Interesting. Or to, or to, to guide or um, um, what did it say? Or consider, to guide or consider. So again, something yeah. fun about the word intuition. Yeah, so. that is, that is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on with me today. You're it's welcome. been so much fun. Um, definitely do it again soon. I love that. 